Hello, hello, hello. Hello. As if for the applause, applause. <laughs> oh no, you just had to. You just you just had to. You had. knew that art pop was on my mind. You just had to, huh? Girl, I don't know what it it has been about the Twitter sphere just re surging that, you know, album through the interwebs, but it really has been because it's expensive. Really? I'm just it's saying. <laughs> I'm just saying this album has not has not been on, on my radar in a while, and I've just been reignited as a as a little monster. That's what I'm trying to say. It's giving Uber surge, like surge prices. Like oh, oh see, we're, I, we're I paying way more than expected. Oh, um. girl, the way I haven't <laughs> opened the Uber or Uber Eats app in like months. <laughs> oh, true. We all have cars here now, huh? Ooh, yes! We're on mobile yes. bitches now. We're on mobile queens at this time. You're bitch, correct. We stand. Also, I just hate like driving to get food. I'm always like, bitch, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not driving to get food. I always hate ordering food because I'm like, bitch, I could have just drove and saved myself $7. You're so funny. That's why you're skinny because I'm not that person. <laughs> like, for the record, audience, in case you haven't already stalked all of us by now, Caputo is, you know, Mariah Carey skinny and I'm. Mariah Carey skinny too. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the reason is clearly that your ass actually would rather move to get your food. And I'm thinking, let me just lean over to the side and whisper into into Google Google Assistant's ear that I need her to open my Uber app for me. I'm like, why could I just like? It, essentially, I'm paying myself seven dollars to get my fucking food, okay. as opposed to giving tip and delivery fee. When I when I see it br- break down, like the delivery fee, the service fee, the taxes, bitch, I I look at all that like I'm just taking money and throwing it down the. Store. No, that's fierce. That's like that's how I actually feel. You should be like I know in my head that that is correct. However, you know I'm so busy <laughs> eating. She's not even breaking down the fee, girl. She hit submit on the payment. And, you know, now the, the food is in my mouth 40 minutes later. You know what I mean? But you're so yeah. right. That's no, what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring more of that Caputonian energy yeah. into... Uh, I'm an endless fountain of it. I'm, I'm always ready for you to dip your, your cup into my fountain. Not dip my cup. I'm <laughs> <laughs> with your chalice. <laughs> I'm mad you want me to drive my car and dip that and find your cup. Find a cup to dip into your whatever the fuck, girl. I don't know what this is about, but... I guess that's the first test, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yes, ma'am. So, hey, y'all. What's good? Another week. <laughs> another <laughs> week of BS and coronavirus. Another day, life. another dollar. Girl, is it like... Are we in day 400 of quarantine yet? Okay, did, did let's hit, not even get into numbers. Did it hit, did it hit 400 yet? We just finished talking about Uber Eats, and I'm hungry now. I can't True, really yeah. Let's, let's, let's focus on our actual topics today. <laughs> before, we, before we spend literally an hour and a half talking about Uber Eats. Legitimately. 
I hate that, like, based on the first topic in the list, we're still very, like, business casual with it. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, yes, okay, let's look on this long list of laundry list of top. Oh, okay, police brutality. First on the list. Child, isn't it always? Child. On April 11th, 2021. <laughs> I just, it, it I, before I even get into this, I want them to make sure I can, like, sort of contextualize my behavior right now. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm, I don't know how to feel really at this point. And I don't have feelings so much as just like desires, <laughs> yeah. desired actions. Um, but we're in 2021. We're still in the, I don't even want to say the tail end because I think we never know what happens next, but we're still in the pandemic, the panorama and police still have time to shoot people for shit for no reason. Like, the police are still out here doing the same shit. And I don't understand, like, like what we need to do for this to change. Um, on April 11th, Dante Demetrius Wright, a 20-year-old, was fatally shot by a police officer um, for what was essentially called a, a, a routine traffic stop. So, he has an expired tag. He's on the phone with his mom. He's afraid that he's being approached by police. And the next thing you know, he ends up dead. Um, and I think too many stories end this way. This is not even the the most... I, I think there's been like a string of these within the last couple of weeks, last even the last couple of days. And it feels like there's no break. How do you feel about this? It is really aggravating because I think now after things that happened over quarantine, George Floyd, everyone taking to streets... It's kind of been a real commonplace to see a lot of, I guess, internet action. It just has become, like, commonplace, I guess, to, to see an overabundance of it after things like this happen and after more lives are lost, as opposed to before. Like, when we get a new president and vice president, that things like police brutality and police, quote-unquote, reform are not, like, one of the first things that get addressed right. like this. So, and it just, it, it hurts. And it's really upsetting because you really have to think about lives and it's not hashtags. It's not any of that. It's, it's real life situations where cops are able to kill people without really anything happening. Like we were just talking earlier about uh, the police officers sentencing or not, or not sentencing, um, as indictment, mm. uh, like arrested for specific cr- crimes, and I was just shocked to know to know that even happened so soon. You know, just based on a kind of almost like a collective assumption that the cop is not going to going to get arrested, is not going to get charged, is going to get off. That's another thing that kind of makes this hard for me is that, um, as far as I know. Kim Potter, the officer who was responsible for uh, Dante's death, allegedly, just because I'm trying to cover my ass, um, was charged with second-degree manslaughter. So um, just for the sake of the audience, I looked up the definition of second-degree manslaughter, and it says it can apply to cases where someone has created an unreasonable risk and kills another person through negligence, where the maximum punishment for a conviction is 10 years in prison. So... When you hear that, you think to yourself, oh, so like the officer created an unsafe environment for the the victim. And when you look at the details of the case, allegedly, okay, 
she claims or her represent, representation claims that she mistook her, her taser for a gun and accidentally shot him. Who in their right mind would mistake a taser for a gun? Is that like a thing? That, that is that a thing? I mean, not to my knowledge. That seems like a fucking cover your ass kind of fucking moment, especially because t- you have to claim negligence for a second degree manslaughter case. And I guess, oh, oopsie daisy, I picked up my my gun instead of my taser. Is going to be thrown in. At, at her defense as being a negligent move on her part, which ended up in somebody. I'm calling, I'm not only calling bullshit, I'm really calling into question our sanity right now because that doesn't make any damn sense. And even no, on top of real. that, it really reminds me of how often black men, and, and y'all can get mad about this if you want, but it's historically documented, black men have been at the mercy of white women's fragility for way too long historically. And I feel like this whatever the hell this is is kind of a laugh in his face a 20 year old is killed by a 48 48 year old white woman who's been in the police force since 95 and she doesn't know that her fucking gun is a taser y'all are fucking shitting me that doesn't make any damn sense next case i don't even want to fucking talk about this anymore it's just bullshit rest in peace rest in peace dante dante was taken ridiculously too soon and it's this disgusting that it, this had to happen and that I really hoped or hope that this woman does end up in jail <laughs> because she deserves to be in jail but I think that's also just part of this fucking process of processing <laughs> for lack of a better word what happens is because there's already this assumption that nothing is going to change and nothing is going to happen out of it no one's going to be held accountable. So mm. it's disarming. Okay. So the next topic that I really want to bring up here, unfortunately, it is another death. Um, DMX died at 50 years old um, on March 9th. Sorry, April 9th. So earlier this week, I believe. Now that was wild. Sorry, that was Friday of last week. Um, that was wild fucking news to get. It really, it really pains me when like legends like that die at fifty or in their forties. Mm. Like that really kills me. Like think of like all of the amazing black legends that we've lost within their years of being what forty to sixty. Like Michael, like <laughs> Whitney, <laughs> like DMX. Now it's just really sat Prince. Like literally, it's important s- you're saying this. Yeah, like there's it, it's it sucks to see these amazing black entertainers, performers, legends, just in so many different facets of of their life, not make it to those quote unquote golden years. Cause think about how like the world and even the community just treasures like people like Diana Ross, like someone that has like been through so much in their life and pioneered so much and endured so much. And to see them like truly living like a a prosperous life that's celebrated in so many ways it's and not, and not to say that DMX wasn't celebrated during his life cuz he definitely was but it's it's having elders like that in the community is important having elders in every community is important i think it's important sucks. that you brought up health care because i think that that ties into the second part of this conversation that we're about to bring up but um, I know myself, whenever I think of what 
sort of promotes longevity in a population. It's good health care. It's the ability to respond to, to disease, to respond to sickness and illness with um, expedient and efficient care. Um, and I think that DMX's death due to an overdose, a drug overdose, is a sign of a lapse in our ability to care and treat our el- you know, elders in our community, whether they be celebrities or not. Um, even myself, I'm the, I, I love DMX's music. I never followed him very much as an individual, but I, even I know that he had clearly been suffering for some time and had, there were times he was doing better, times he was not doing as well, but I knew he had struggles and demons that he was working through. And so it, it seems like there's a lapse here, you know, and Azealia Banks recently released a statement. And before we even get into what she said, I think it's clear that Azealia Banks has a really strong, unprecedented case of broken clock syndrome. So we know she's right like two times a day and a lot of other times she's wrong. So let's just get that off, you know, off our plate there. But with that said, I think she had some very important things to say. And it is important to note that Azealia Banks is a celebrity, a black celebrity, she is, you know, well known for being mentally, you know, for being neurodivergent. And she claims that as well herself. And she's been in the industry for some time. And so this is coming from that perspective. But much of what she said had a lot to do with advocating for mental health insurance, for health insurance holistically for artists. She talked about how a lot of artists in the industry are actually um, sabotaged by their their labels by the, their teams not only you know normani's team isn't working hard enough but like oh azalea banks has alcohol issues let's put a bottle of vodka in her green room that type of thing what do you think about that i thought it was really interesting to hear her say all that because that's honestly not what i thought how that video was going to go or her live Same. um because she is a new yorker dmx is a new yorker i thought it was going to be more um just about that because you know azalea does show her soft side every once in a while yeah um but i thought it was interesting that she took it there and especially because dmx coming out of the era that he was really like popping like in like 20 25 years ago like when he was first getting on the scene like i was watching this video about tlc recently and what struck with me about what azalea was saying is that a lot of artists they get in these contracts where they essentially have to pay everyone before they see a dime of anything. Yeah, it's a loan. And people will make their fucking money off of them, and then they're pretty much left to pay everyone off. And that's exactly what happened to TLC, is that up until their third album, they were making literally no money. Like, they were, they were like, filing for bankruptcy. Like, mm-hmm. things like that. And it just made me think that, like, probably like in the 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 90s the 2000s like all like in even up until this day there's probably a culture around new artists and taking advantage of them and them not really becoming the wiser until something really bad happens not to say that they're that a label is responsible for drug addiction of any kind but well, let's there's, be real. There's a let's culture. There's a culture about taking care of the people that you're employing and making sure that they have everything they need to be healthy and able to work. Yeah, I mean, one thing she said was, "It's like 
she's just now, after all this time, getting to see some of the money from her early work, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's intellectual property, right? And like you said, I've actually heard Azalea before say that much of the, the only money she would ever make was from tours. And so that's mm-hmm. why, for her at least, the pandemic was such a big hit because she wasn't able to actually make money. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's why she was always in Europe because she, like, yeah. they, they'd be touring, they'd be having festivals literally every week of the, of the year. Yes, so. and I think that that goes to show why some artists, and I'm not going to name names or try to act like I'm caping for anybody, but had to make decisions and chose to make decisions to take, you know, to be active during even the panorama because, frankly, like, the girls are not, making the money they they pretend to be making on screen um i know for sure too that even though it might not ultimately be the fault of the entire label that an individual artist has mental health issues or has things that they're dealing with she did say that they need to have programs they need to use their power and their influence they need to provide for these artists who are actually workers who work who in many cases these labels will um, cash in on after their death. And I want to actually bring this next point up on that. Lovely T, a YouTuber, actually described how many artists are clearly worth more than dead, more dead than they are alive. Um, they're enabled, they're allowed to, con- to continue using drugs. Many of them can't cap drugs, right? They're not going to go out and buy whatever the fuck they need to buy on their own risk, you know, and risk getting caught. So a lot of times it's the, it's the labels or it's the it's team just giving them to them, stuff, yeah. Right? And then she was talking about how even when it comes to, for instance, Pop Smoke, when he had died, she was talking about how when he was alive, she barely she like she had heard a couple of songs, but she wasn't super familiar with him. It wasn't until after his death that the promo happened and you saw, you know, people, including the label, pushing the brand. And she's she talks about how problematic it is that so many artists receive more promotion and um support for who they are or who they were supposed to be as far as their brain is concerned after they pass when the labels can come in and cash in on it yeah and there was always a culture of that just in general of like art being more um commodified after a death as opposed to being like maybe before a death before the death but there's a difference about the labels knowing that and manipulating that fact Oh, when, totally. When it take when, when it comes to like taking care of their artists, or even like purposefully kind of pushing them down, you know, a spiral. I mean, that's the other thing is that they've been many labels have been accused, or in in certain cases, and I don't want to get into the details, but mm-hmm. of of essentially pushing their artists to that point mm-hmm. and in influencing them, or maybe providing a lack of influence so that they would end up in that point, and so that they would potentially die or be out of commission, and then unable to actually support themselves or take part in the sort of benefits of their work and i think too you're totally right that this is not new and many things are not new under the sun right you know there were there's so many examples of how even in in uh even before modern times right like there were artists and there have been and there always will be artists who made beautiful work or made amazing work and were never celebrated during their while they were alive you know however i think that we need to get to a point where we start benefiting from history and we are modern enough. We are advanced enough technologically and culturally that we should be able to look at those patterns and correct them. And I think that that's why what Azalea is saying is so important is that as a response to what we know about what happens when artists who are actually many times real people who are thrust into an industry they weren't built for, which is the music industry and other industries, 
they should get health insurance. They should get mental health programs and support because it is not the typical person who I think is built for the rigors and the strains and of, of being in the public. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just an important question and an important conversation to have. And I like that for once she's using her platform to say something useful. <laughs> for real, like, though, I like, knew people... I knew that it was going to be something, and that's why I, I went on expecting one thing. And you're right; like she did definitely say something that was probably on her mind for a really long time. For sure, like this is definitely not something that just kind of just like came to her when she found out that DMX had passed. She had probably been thinking about this and like how. Because again, like like you said, she's just seeing money from Broke with Expensive Taste and probably even 2 and 2. Which is ridiculous. Like, just was... like just seeing money that's literally almost a decade old sitting in a vault or sitting ridiculous. somewhere. Which so, even the haters know those, like know that music. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was before, you know, Miss Thing got, you know, banned from Twitter for the 60th time and even though like who's on, who's still on Twitter who's problematic? We can probably find that. Oh, I mean, yeah, all you gotta anyway. do, all you gotta do is come through for two seconds. You gonna find something. Anyway, you know, if you <laughs> if you're if you're nice to Azalea Banks in public for more than thirty seconds, like someone comes and tries to shoot you, so it's better to just continue moving. Well, anyways, rest in peace to a New York legend, DMX, a rap legend, period, hip hop legend, hip hop legend, period, another one out of New York. We we hit makers up there, okay? Okay. Speaking of hit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like the way Satan was hitting that from the back. Literally. <laughs> speaking of Miss Lil Nas 669, bitch. I hate that. You know it's I, good. That's why I you hate left 69. Like be, shouldn't it be 6669? No, because that, 6 and 9 are related. It is 6669, but you know how it is. <laughs> yes. It, it's like, a, it's almost like off. Like the reason, I, you know, the funny thing is. Before the show started, I thought, is it, is it 6669 or is it 669? Number one, 669 sounds better, low key. And also, six, it's a play on 666 and it's a play on 66. It's a play on 69 too. She's a, she's a songstress and a lyricist Look, girl. I, I y'all, are, are y'all girl. hearing this? Y'all just got an inside scoop on you know the songwriting process. I hope y'all are taking notes. <laughs> Girl, this if, is if y'all want, if, if y'all want, you you can rewind fifteen. You know, press that little rewind fifteen second button you and know? get all that you know back into your brain. Just soak it up because you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a little bit of my marketing bag. A little bit, right? Of my exactly. We see it. We see it. But well, yes, Miss Lil Nas X. Let's get into her. Let's get into you know the Not hottest Miss Montero. Thing. I mean, the gag is that Miss Montero is her name. No. Is that is that what it is? I thought Montero was the name of like kind of like Chromatica. I thought Montero was like the 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 world that he's creating for the album. Oh, don't tell me that's like no. I'm pretty sure that's his actual name. I could be wrong. You want to do mean, a fact check on me? Because I feel yeah. like if we fact check that, it would be real fierce for the rest of the conversation. Okay. Because either I'm gonna drag him for being post Lady Gaga as a barb, or. <laughs> Like you're you're a, a sign seal delivered verified. Well, I didn't say that. Bar. I didn't say that 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 he said it. Like, oh, it's like Chromatica, but I think that's like what I thought I saw it was giving. But why don't you? Yeah, why don't you introduce you know the, the topic to the girls that are listening, and then I'll I'll do a Your quick fact check. check. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Queen. I appreciate you so much. So Miss Miss Nas, Miss Montero herself, whoever she is, actually 
released a song about basically like nigga you're my man like call me by your name you know what i mean like basically uh, i think asking for a more open relationship and by open i don't mean it in the the way that the gays talk about it i mean like open like a more open and outward you know expression of his love with another person another, another man so fierce song we love it it's it's amazing next thing you know there's this music video where she's in the garden of eden and she's like, I guess Adam or Eve or both, which I kind of stand the sort of gender fucking that happened on that. And she fucks a snake and then slides her skinny ass down a fucking stripper pole. <laughs> oh, we're really getting into this. <laughs> all the way down to hell. And, you know, Satan's sitting on the throne, just chilling, looking kind of, you know, stuck up and a little bit constipated, to be quite honest. I wasn't really a fan of that. It, um, yeah, I was not. Wait, so wait, you, we're already in hell, girl? I just love the article. We're already in hell? Girl, oh sure, you're right. He we slides. Skip the whole video. He skips being judged for fucking a snake. <laughs> By the way, I forgot we were going full queer, full gay, full you know <laughs> f word in this. So yeah, sorry. Let me let me back that up. In you know he's Adam or Eve or both fucks a snake, gets tried in jail or court for that, gets mm-hmm. judged, and then I guess he loses his wings and then rides that stripper cellophane pole down to hell. Oh, cellophane pole. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Miss Girl sees the devil himself looking constipated, as I said before. We're gonna talk right. about some of the some of the art direction on this. And she's wearing a wig, she's giving you baby hairs from the middle of the top of her head down to her forehead. And the next thing you know, she's straddling, she's riding, she's giving a lap da- limp lap dance, and the next thing you know, she kills a nigga and takes the throne herself and then grows wings. So, you know, <laughs> why are people offended, Caputo? <laughs> And who are these people? <laughs> oh my god! So, um, I'll, I'll say that this first. Uh, Montero is his name. I think it's actually Lil Nas's real name. But his yeah, that's name. what I was trying to say. I had I had heard that elsewhere. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to get into was like, number one, Montero's a badass name. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, fierce. That could have been that. Like, that could have been like, yeah, like a, a like a standalone like like a Beyonce. Like he could have been Montero. See, that's why you need a you need a Julio on your team, bitch. I could have been <laughs> like, ma'am, you're working with the equipment that's necessary. No, it's literally right there. Like it's right there for you. Right, little Nas. You ain't yeah. no you you Montero. Your mama call your mama names you Montero. That's what I'm gonna call Montero you. Montero Lamar Hill. <laughs> that's Montero cute. Lamar. Okay, I love that name. He's, a, he's, a beautiful he's got name. like a pretty nigga name. Yeah. Okay, like, so. You know, so what was the question again? Why are people pissed off? Why why are people mad? That the, well, frankly, why are, we, yeah, why, are, that, well, why are we mad? I'm sorry. Why are why are we the Christians mad? Why are people <laughs> mad? Why are people mad? And who are those people? That's what I want to talk about. Girl. First. Well, wait. So so we 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 got to hell. I think most <laughs> we got people. To hell. I think most people are like we're just really up in arms about the devil thing. Because, well, let me talk about the other stuff. So some people are obviously very upset with the fact that just Lil Nas X being every child from age four to age 14, yeah, was singing this damn Old Town Road song and they were living for him and they were like, oh my God, like this is everything. We love Lil Nas X. And now he's out here wearing wearing the wigs and wearing the nails which we're sickening wearing the outfits and the you know androgynous moments and i think people were just i definitely upset with that the gay 
almost obvious like queer expression coming off of him now. It yeah, was, it's kind of like you can do Old Town Road, get Billy on there, no problem. We'll just pretend it's not about riding dick outside or whatever. Right. Else, you know? <laughs> but like the minute you actually act gay and do gay things, there's a problem. Now we gotta talk. I mean, the fact that he was in a fucking like chaps, like and a cowboy hat, like how was that not too gay for y'all? Like, I on. think he. I think the Lil Nas X Old Town Road thing was a bit of a flex in the beginning, but it became like, okay, I'm coming out now, I'm gay, guys. I think yeah. he, he reeled people in with the with the song, and then there were people who started winking and being like, winking at each other, looking at a crowd. You know when you're in a Zoom call, and you look at your like good sis on the like upper right-hand corner, like, girl, I know I'm going to talk to her lady, you know what I mean? Winking, yeah. Yeah, like, are you in... Because we all knew. We all knew what what was Totally. I have friends that were like, oh, I was already following him on Twitter, like, years ago. Like, we're cool. Like, and and he was But didn't he, like, deny deny three times that he was a a follower of Miss Match or something? Not three times. I hate (laughs) you snuck in that biblical reference, you bitch! Like I said, we're all all Christians on this this panel. You know, he thrice denied the queen, Nicki Minaj, herself. (laughs) He thrice denied. Thrice Nicki denied. Minaj. How you little? How you little Naj Mirage? Right, little Naj Mirage. And now you want to be Montero? You know what? I take that back. <laughs> That's little Naj Mirage. That's what that is to me. Period. Yo. So there is definitely people upset at that. A lot of straight America was very uh, off put by the obvious. Uh, Barbs were mad queerness. too at one point. Were they really? <laughs> I mean, in general, at him, but like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, when he came back out as a barb, he was the prodigal son, right? Specifically about Montero, because the girls were okay with a little vaguety, you know, but now they're really having to look at because I, I think the, the more so thing was it uh, being about him being gay, but maybe not being overly gay. There's a certain level yeah. of queerness that you know, mainstream America can tolerate without it becoming a political issue. The thing is, you're <laughs> speaking on something that is actually the whole point of this entire episode. I'm going to let you know mm-hmm. this right now, audience. Mm-hmm. Okay, this entire thing, all of this is all a problem because people in the majority do not like when marginalized groups try to demarginalize themselves in any way. You need to stay in the margins of the book. You need to stay in between the lines you need to stay underneath the radar the minute i can't bop your little gay ass down or i fear that you might be more powerful than me or more important than me in some way then we have a problem and i think that that's what actually all of this is about even the christian shit yeah like that's definitely a big thing because i honestly don't i mean i'm not gonna say i i don't think that a lot of the backlash is is christian related or, or religious related because there's a lot um, Part of it is, yeah. But oh, but a lot, a lot of of the issue is that again, there's a certain level of palatableness when it comes to queer expression, and specifically male queer expression. Um, because I mean, yeah, there's there's a he's certain... been getting flack on inst- on Twitter, hasn't he, for all that cross dressing and those like drag moments he's been pulling. And that and it's so funny that you that you even mentioned that because I was I just tweeted this the other day about how now it seems that cis straight men and not necessarily all of the people that I think do this are both cis and straight, but cis straight men um are now hopping on a trend of uh androgyny in their fashion. 
again. Not not linked to any gender well, let's say identity. Again, because that's not exactly new. That's like a it's not it's not exactly new, but it's definitely becoming a, a little bit more commonplace. It's getting there, and I'm seeing a lot more again cis straight men going that avenue with their fashion, which I think is a really interesting move. But my thing is that I, this is what what I was tweeting is that whatever you wear. It has to look good still, and I think we give too much leeway to cis straight men that put on a dress be- to make the the statement of gender expression is whatever you want it to be. But to them, it's literally like I'm just gonna put this on, and it's gonna be a gag, and the girls will gag, and the, the garment d- doesn't fit, or it looks a okay. complete mess. Like you're actually writing a new episode topic. So I'm sorry, but like not the dress doesn't fit. The dress doesn't sorry. fit. The dress don't fit. <laughs> And the, outfit bye, bye. Looks, and the outfit looks a mess. <laughs> and the last thing that I said in my little thread rant was, if there were a queer or non-binary person putting any of these things on and looking the same way that y'all do, there would be no think pieces about how this is breaking barriers. It'll be a think piece about how messy We need to break his look. barriers, bitch. So you need to be That's what they're saying. jailed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying. They are saying that. They're like, I'm they, literally they, echoing they're you. They're not, they're not going to eat it up. Because it's it's not it's not groundbreaking, you know. Not because, the girls calling Billy Ray like you let him in here. You need to get his yeah, ass out. Yeah, <laughs> chasing right calling back. his ass. Chasing right back on out of here. Meanwhile, he's just watching Miley play with those little balls in the playpen. You know those little like not Miley balls to play. What? <laughs> he's just. He's just supervising Miley right now. He don't got time. Uh, for the way that he he made so much money off of that remix, it went right back in, into oh, his please. house. You know he did show. that. He the, the the thing is, a lot of these these older white men, I think, are getting smarter. Okay, they using the black girls for what they need to use them for, and they're not they're not worried about you being weird or whatever because they're yet. still getting they're skimming that shit off the top. I'm and then going I'm back completely, to the ranch. I you know what? Let me not say, say completely. I I have, I have a good hunch that. Mr. Billy Ray called Lil Nas a faggot after he left the studio. Oh, 100%. He did it three times and, and danced in a circle before he left just to shake Not it off. three times again. <laughs> I'm just and getting sissy, into... Sissy, sissy, sissy. <laughs> I'm getting into why that is in a moment. That's going to come later. But yeah, like... Okay. I think you're right that on some level, if there's money involved, a lot of people are willing to play the game. They're willing to be a part of it. The problem comes when... It's a little too faggy. It's a little too gay. He's got, you know, he's got baby hairs now. It's not yeah. just like this little black guy with a, with a cowboy hat on, kind of like pandering. Like, it, it almost made them feel good. Like, oh, we see you, country country girls. Like, we see you. Like, we're here for it. Right. Next thing you know, he turns around and it's chaps. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know, because remember the girls, like, the CMAs were not trying to have him there. Like, they were not trying to call it a country song. The country stations weren't playing the But then the who was it that was advocating? Billy Ray. Billy Ray. Billy Ray was and, there. And, and the thing there, is, there too, the girls were listening. Girls. Were, yeah, the girls, the girls were listening on the radio. I will say they that. were. Who, whether they're from the CMAs or not or whatever, they were on the they were on the radio. Listening. Yeah, I mean, there was no stopping it. it it's the, it's the longest number one or longest running number one single of you know Hot 100 history. Yeah, pa- I mean, when you're one Ms. of when Leo you Mariah. come from Nicki Minaj's orf- orphanage of young rappers. Not orphanage. <laughs> when Nicki Minaj is your governess, you know what I mean? Yes, you come out with a certain certain strength. Okay, but seriously, though, like, jokes aside, um, I think it's important to talk about how a lot of people were mad for that reason. And there were also people who felt like 
Lil Nas was being disrespectful to their religion. And a lot of these people happen to be Christians, which I will not lie to you, as someone who was raised Christian, who has a, you know, who has, for whatever reason, decided that that's not really my thing anymore. I still have a certain respect for some of the symbols that I grew up with. And so even watching it, I was uncomfortable during some certain parts. I wasn't really fully about it. Um, I think what helped me, though, was to sort of think to myself, like, where is this coming from? And I think that's why the next question I want to ask is, like, what was what do you think he was trying to accomplish? Girl, stir up some controversy. Okay, so he was your 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 vote is that he was just giving full agent of chaos energy. I don't think that was the the complete moment of it because honestly, I watched his genius behind the lyrics video where he was talking specifically about the lyrics of the song, uh-huh. and I think uh, this is actually before the video came out. It was when like, he filmed the the genius video, and you, and you can tell because like he says at the end of the video, like oh, like make sure you check tomorrow you know the video it's it's crazy whatever so the song itself is really gay you know it's a very gay song it's about a closeted you know man who he's trying to feel out it's he's not you know right for him because he you know he he in the closet he's not trying to go back into the closet but you know he wants that connection you know there's something about that man that he just y'all, y'all in that DL stuff. He said, "Call me by your that. name. Call me in the morning. I'll be on the way." I really do like the song. I'll, I'll put that out there right now. I think the song is really cute. I probably won't be listening to it in a few months, but for right now, it's it's a cute little cardio song. That's I like. A song I like the, I the get track too. Yeah, That's like it's it's, 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 it's a cute yeah. song. I really don't dislike the song. I, I don't like that it's so short. I hate that like songs now are like two minutes long. But that's a completely different you know tangent. Um, so the With song, the, the song is very gay. Well, the, 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 the song is like two minutes long. The video is a little bit longer, obviously, but, like no, but this... I'm saying, what about the video though? What do we think about that? So the reason why I'm bringing up the song is because the song clearly is about Lil Nas being able to talk about his queerness and make kind of, you know, things public about him as a queer person and like the things that he goes through, you know, finding love, finding dick, finding whatever as a queer person so seeing that, you can tell that that's a big part of why the song even came to be in the first place. The video, I do think that there's a lot of imagery there that has to do with him being queer, him going on trial, him almost making it, you know, to grace, to, you know, salvation. And then, nope, just kidding, you going down right to hell. Like, I, I, I kind of get a direction of where that was going. What makes me think, what makes me think about the real intentions of what he was trying to do changes because of the way everything was handled, like, afterwards. Okay, yeah, we need to talk about that. So, like, I think that there was a serious, you know, intention behind the video. I think clearly there was a lot that went into it. Um, I think that... The looks were definitely giving you, like, I am here and queer and embracing that. But, um, yeah, like, I just, there were just certain parts of the, or not even parts, but there were certain times after the video came out, the, the, the trolling that was happening and the, and the shoes, like, the whole shoe debacle with the Satan shoes. Like, it just made me think that he was really just trying to make hype around, like, everything that was going on. And, like, either way, if people are buzzing about you, like, 
it's it's good for your for your single sales. You know, like it's really good. Yeah, I agree with you. I will say this. I think that point blank period, there's a valid reading of this video, which is a lot of gay people get told you're going to hell. So yeah. is it so bad that a gay person just goes to hell? <laughs> right. <laughs> To me, that is like, if we were to end the episode right there, I think that that's valid. However, I a thousand percent agree with you that, and this is what I've said before, kind of personally, is that I could have taken that, but I think it is valid to feel disrespected if the person responds to what you're saying by making it almost trolling you and continuing. Mm -hmm. I don't think that a, a person who was raised in the church loses their right to be critical or to talk about their time or their experience in an authentic way. I think it is something that is very, like Lady Gaga does that all the time. What, you know, post-Chris, Katy Perry was kind of like that at one point. I feel like a lot of people are shitting on Lil Nas because he's black and he's openly gay and that he's yeah. he's kind of doing a lot of gender bending stuff. But yeah. realistically, there's nothing new about what he's accom- trying to accomplish here, which yeah. is, I was told this about myself. I was raised with this narrative, which is literally a narrative that talks about the fundamental creation of the world I'm living in. And I'm using those symbols and that language to describe something or to share something about myself or about my music or about my art. Whether it's good or not is another question. Whether it's okay to other people is another question. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with a person who is a Christian doing that. So I think a lot of people who are Christians who just want to have a leg to stand on are sort of trying to use critical race theory arguments and like social justice arguments for this which don't make any damn sense like no one is like appropriating your culture right now right nobody is you know suppressing your right to believe what you believe right now yes you are uncomfortable yes it sucks for you that's not you know fun but how many people who are christians make other people feel uncomfortable every damn day mm-hmm. for believing what they were told to believe because again a lot of us come into an environment aka out of our mom's like womb i would just say that we come from our mothers or from our parents or from wherever we come from and we get put in families where they teach us what to believe right you know what i mean so whatever i think we all inherit religion and we choose to keep it or not and and i think it's very precious of a lot of people in the christian community to act like this is some egregious betrayal on the part of the music industry when like literally Mm -hmm. the music industry is full of this shit and I think it's interesting because, like, obviously, like, these are artists we're talking about. People that yeah. make art and, you know. And have, corporations like, that expression. have agendas behind that as well. Absolutely. But when you think about, like, queer people and their relationship to religion, especially people that have, like, grown up around religion, are religious, have religious people in their in their lives, like, it's not unheard of for them to, to talk about the relationship between religion and them themselves, themselves and, and, and being queer yeah. exactly it makes me think and not to you know out myself out as a little monster again but when lady gaga released judas this the girls were gagging they this were was good but i also was, could not and that, that was, song and that was good ass cinematography like not to say that montero is it which you know, I also it don't not sorry. agree with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing it. Like, let me. Just I'm not do saying that. it right now, but I I think that that was very excellent. Not again, not to prop a white woman over a black man, but <laughs> no, this one she's been. She don't even need to be propped. Her heels make her taller than him. Allegedly, I'm Stop. sure. I'm sure that her in her heels, she's already taller than him, so it's fine. And in my mind, when I watched the video, I didn't dislike it. I honestly thought. The first beginning parts were really nice. 
Um, I loved, I loved the, the, uh, the trial scene. I loved even the, the trial was cute because it was giving me like a very post baps kind of moment. Yeah, it was real cute. <laughs> like the wiggery. Can we talk about the, the, wiggery, the wiggery? Was cute on that scene. I didn't love the yeah. red wig. I won't lie to you. I didn't like the red wig. I didn't like the 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 first wig that it was like dreads kind of, but also kind of like loose curls on the top. I actually know? love that like Janet Janet wig. It was kind of Janet weird. wig. It was cute. What it was who, giving J- you like Janet a Janet who? made made for now, but like locks. I don't see that because like on the top the it was colors. giving the color maybe but like it was just giving like two different hairstyles that were like not really blended in together it looked, it looked oh, like, don't tell me it was Pangean I mean hey maybe that's what <laughs> maybe that's what Montero was giving maybe he's Pangean yeah maybe maybe <laughs> but anyways there were there were definitely like parts of the of the beginning I really liked um I liked obviously the fucking pole scene that was really cute and the fact that, like, I've seen so many videos now where he's been, like, practicing pole dancing. And now, I mean, I'm, he a good, you know, B, B minus pole dancer now. I'm like, okay, I mean, girl. A, how many, how many C minus, C plus to B, you know what I mean? Like, how many girls are pole dancing now? I need this, I need us okay, to Okay, that's audience. why I said B minus, because he's, he's up to at the top audit. tier of, of that camp. You know, he, he's, he's up there. But anyways. Pole dancing is, like, the new... Chia pet or something. I don't know. I feel it's, like everybody. It's got the a pole new like Pilates now. Like it's it's new. It's the new Pilates. Even the white girls be going to pole dancing classes, girl. Shit. Even I have a pole <laughs> in my room. I don't know. Stop. I'll probably just swing around it on my way to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like not even like get up on it. Just like kind of just like right. grab and just like let your body weight just kind of woo. Yes, yeah, you do exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Shit. Let that little center of gravity it's, work. It's pussy. But yeah. um. There are definitely those parts that I really liked. And then I think, like, the most controversial, quote-unquote, part of it, um, which was the devil part, or the Satan part, was probably my least favorite of the video. And that's why and that's why it makes me, like, not like the video as much. is because, like, that was the gag. You know, like, that was the gag. Oh, my God, he's in his underwear. That's the thing, too. What are you wearing? If you're about to twerk on the devil, bitch, I need you to be wearing, like... Some some shorts or something or like some not, like not some, you asking for a full breastplate for the devil. I'm just yeah. saying, girl. I've seen him in a breastplate before. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like you really walked up in there and what what was it like LV underwear or something like that? Like it was just like it was some sort of design. I remember I remember it being all over the underwear, but I was like, you really could have given like if that was gonna be the moment. Like honestly, you should have done that in my in Michael Kors. It, <laughs> stop. Maybe I, I don't even know who, what Could it was, Michael of you was up in Michael Kors? And the thing is, like, <laughs> like you had already said, the devil looked constipated. Like, he looked... I mean, I mean... Prosthetic that was, neck. But that would stop. <laughs> that was probably the point, though, like, for him to look as, like, kind of grotesque and just, like... Because imagine how, how bad it would have been if it was really giving, like, soft porn with, like, two attractive people. Like... That would have been great. That it would have been curious. great, but the girls would have, like, really been like, oh my god, like, this is demonic porn. Like, <laughs> even more Look, so than they Sabrina, already were. Sabrina happened. White people can do it. True. Satan there, came there, out looking there's like... There's a whole like, ass show called Lucifer, girl. Satan came out looking like, like, you know, not, he's not my taste, but he came out looking like what they be thinking looks cute. You know what I mean? Like, he was giving something. Who are you talking about? On Sabrina. Sabrina's oh. dad. Oh, she yeah. literally spends the whole show saying things like "Hail Satan!" Like that's the whole damn show. Oh, I mean, I, so I, you I never me? watched her, so but yeah, she. Oh, you she, need to. She's it's a, a monster. <laughs> it's a, the show is literally 
the most Christian show ever. <laughs> Except it's a reversal of everything you think you know. Like, it's like, they will take something like, you know, oh, you know, um, like, go to hell. They'll say, like, go to heaven. Like, they literally just reverse everything that Christians do. True. And And uh, just for everyone, uh, everyone's knowledge, it's Calvin Klein underwear. Calvin Klein. See? They could have got Michael Kors. We would have got a whole different And, like, the way that they they went to Ross and picked up a three-pack. Like, girl, like. A three-pack? Girl, I'm telling you, like. (laughs) This could have been a moment, but you really have this man in thigh-high boot heels and underwear. And that was the outfit that he was shaking his ass for Satan. That's it? With with, with the wig? He was not thrilled. Satan was like, what's this little me doing down here? Not this little me. (laughs) (laughs) So that really just goes back to my original thing about, like, if you're going to make a statement, it has to be sickening. It has to be good. Like, I'm not going to give you points just for doing it. You have to do it and do it well. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. But, you know, you're you're trying to be human and, and, make, and to make sense right now. You're forgetting the climate you're in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot what year we're in. 2021, where everything's top the climate we're land. in, all you got to do is shake your ass, be half naked, be... You know, maybe have, and I don't even want to say be dark skin because that's too heavy. You have to uh, embody at least one to three of the major, you know, marginalized identities that are hot right now on screen. And then you have to look kind of good <laughs> and then basically throw in a narrative about how people have struggled so they can project onto you. And okay. Suddenly it's like groundbreaking. Like, and not- how many fucking times have we seen Adam and Eve in the garden and then Satan's, you know, shows yeah. up and all. How many times have we, how many times do we got to talk about this damn story? Yeah. I'm tired of this shit. Shut even up. even Harry Potter was basically just a fucking Messiah story at the end. You know what I mean? Like, how many times do we have to go back okay, to this Okay, and Narnia, bitch. Look, listen, Narnia. I listen. ate that Christian propaganda up, though. Oh, oh yes, I bitch, did, I bitch. ate that shit up. Don't speak the old magics to me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I said, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> right! <laughs> bitch, I shut my mouth real quick. I said, Ooh. Do not cite the, do- the deep magics to me, witch. Look, oh, listen. What a sickening bitch. Sickening. The what way a... that Aslan, like, bitch, his just name, slaps. Right, Look, like, the, listen, the Aslan. Hair. You can't even say it in Aslan. English. You gotta say it, like, different. Right, you do. You do. Aslan. At the end of the day, this is a very obvious story about, hey, I am here and I want to be able to take control of my destiny, even if for you that's a bad thing, even if it means that I have to go down to the pits of hell and be the, and, and, you know, lap dance on the devil himself and take his ass out. Which, by the way, is low key Lil Nas giving you like an ode to the city girl narrative of like, I'm gonna take these niggas, you know, I'm gonna drug these niggas, you know what I mean? Oh my God! It's a very Cardi B. You see the intersectionality right now? There's a Cardi <laughs> B city girls moment that's happening here. Going to which drug resonates. them and rob them. Drunk and drunk and robbed them. And robbed them. <laughs> I mean, is that not what is that not what Lil Nas did to Satan, girl? I low-key want to go back to like just to grad school so I can just be that weird PhD girl with like way too much hair on her head that just talks about the city girls and Cardi B in like <laughs> in like an academic context. Like writing theses on, you know, the city right. girls and Santana. Can I be that crazy black woman in, like, the back under, you know, the unfunded section of the university? <laughs> Living she, off calls She ain't getting no Beyonce grants, and, bitch. She ain't getting no, no federal grants, grants, bitch. No state no grants. No grants, just Beyonce check up on me from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> she knows my phone number. She checks up on me. She checks up on me, Beyonce. 
Wow. Oh, See, and, and honestly, I feel like that's where we are on this show, honestly. Listen, listen. <laughs> the way we're slapping work. on we're slapping on a bibliography and work cited page onto every Look, the way that I have sources. <laughs> citation. Wow. I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. Or another book. <laughs> Cause you can't tell me that there are not a team of girls sitting in a room somewhere thinking about all the ways they can connect and make this story resonate and, 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 and sort of connect it to the culture. Yeah. You know, Lil Nas is standing for gay rights. He's standing for dark skin gay rights. He's standing for black queer gay rights. Next thing you know, he's reclaiming everybody who's ever fucking suffered from the hands of Christianity. And then at the end of it, he gives the girls a lap dance and a stripper pole moment so they can capitalize on more girls buying stripper poles. Because you know they're going to get that. You know, <laughs> listen, you know that they're going to get a campaign UTM code at the end of the link to the video. And any time a bitch buys a stripper pole off that video... Dollars, hundred dollars, kickback, yeah. ching ching kickback, and then on top of that, at the very bottom of the stripper pole funnel, okay, what do you get? City girl, <laughs> <laughs> take advantage Bitch. of these niggas. Because the way the way niggas he hit shit. the ground in hell, it was so like, bam! I'm, it said city girls from the three hundred five, Louis Free Face thick thighs. Like, listen, he popped up on Satan like a bad bitch, like. He was not, giving not a even JT FKA wig. could do that. Not even FKA had to hit the ground and, and hit it hard. He she she didn't fall gracefully. Like a, he kind of gave you like a great value version of JT's wig from that. Um, what's that that video they did where they were in the airplane? Oh, uh, flew out. Yeah, flew out. Like bitch, flew out to hell for the weekend. She didn't have, she didn't have braids in that in that wig. <laughs> no, it was, she it was had the that color, red though. wig. It was no? the color, though. Yeah, was, yeah, it was the color. That's what I'm saying. She gave you like a great value version of that. Yeah, I just didn't like the, I didn't baby love the baby hairs. hairs. The yeah, baby hairs looked, like, oh my god, the it baby was, hairs. I didn't I wasn't like a them. Fan. You know, I, I know, I know hairs. how how you feel about uh the the art of of baby hair sculpting. <laughs> and I think baby hair should always extend from where baby hairs actually originate, which is a hairline. They should not come from the top of the side. your head where your head bind, headband should rest and yeah. then extend down in to a line chin. to your air. Yeah, to your chin or to your eyebrow. <laughs> that is just me. No, I'm a man. Be, I know I don't The girls be having it all the way down to their fucking chin bone. Like, Listen, I think that's the crazy thing. And this is probably like low-key terrible but i'm just gonna say it i think that there needs to be more thought put into how some of our like beauty presentation actually informs reality like i think we've gotten to a point where as long as you know you have like the markers for a nice wig the wigs position on your head doesn't always matter in a music video you know what i mean it's like oh that's not where a natural hairline sits but the baby hairs are laid It's like Nas, like if you gonna do it, do it right. Girl, I mean, the way I I, I be sporting this Rihanna five head, like okay. if I, if I ever put a, a, a lace front on, it's going like halfway down my head, bitch. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whole new hairline, bitch. Y'all even gonna know it's me. I'm like, who is that girl? Who is that girl with the skinny ass forehead? Listen, you know, and I get that. Like, why not choose a better forehead, or maybe right? Why not conventionally? Because you know, I don't want to say better. Maybe choose a forehead more people agree with. If you're trying to get the girls, if you're right. trying to get the girls the, on your side. But the thing is, and like this goes back to what I was just saying before. You know, you can you can make a statement with the baby hairs. You can like, you you can have that baseline there because do the baby hairs do, do the baby hairs they have to look good you don't get points just for having baby hairs because because honestly I feel like that's how some of these girls think it's like if I just have like one little swoop that puts me above these other girls like it puts Listen. it puts my wiggery above the girls because Not I, my I got 
I got that one little, you know, right on my on the fucking widow's peak, just a one little whoop. And Listen, bitch the minute elevated. your hairstylist takes the the rat tail comb and parts mm-hmm. your the top of your like the crown of your head downward in order to to construct this baby hair, I'm calling the police. <laughs> If the police ain't good for much, but they're good for this. Let's 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 audit the situation. I have a warrant. <laughs> Lil Nas, we have a warrant for your arrest for that wig in the last scene again of the video, okay? We we have the weapon in in, in custody. <laughs> the fucking rat tail cone. It's leaving it's leaving in, in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. The grease. The grease and the, and the rat tail comb are leaving in two separate Ziploc bags. Someone dodge rolls out of the building with them. <laughs> Anyway, that's what it is. Like are... the wiggery was everything. It it really did eat. But again, like there were certain parts of this video that like I will not give, you know, minimal like bare minimum points because yeah, you if, have a choice but to stand. You do. Yeah, you like have you have you have to be be giving me excellence for me to call it excellence, and not to say that there weren't parts of that video or the song that are excellent. But even just thinking, like, if the song was to stand on its own, like I said, I like the song, and I think it's really cute, but, like, it would not be causing this much of a stir. It would to not. To be honest, and you're the, right. And it, the thing it, is, the only part of the video really that was really gagging the girls was the last, like, 20 seconds. And, like, you know, I, I feel like we could have gotten more out of Miss Montero. I feel like he could have given us a little bit more of a moment because, like, I wasn't seeing too much grinding, grinding, like, any, like some ass. Like, where is One it? thing we know is, number one, that the booty was stiff on top of that, that Satan. It was. I will say that. And the was. Booty was a little stiff. And was. Not to body shame the girls, but I know skinny girls who can snap their, you know, lower back enough to, to be convincing. Like, I know this is, this is possible. I don't know what was happening with Lil Nas. But what I will say, though, is... There is no such thing as a new concept. It's just a it, it's just a concept that takes things and spins it and twists it and makes it what it is. So I'm not at all mad that she's trying to take a story or a narrative and like project her queerness on it or whatever. But like like you said, let let it be a, a masterwork or let's do something else. Like you could have done you could have given me new Britney Spears. You could have given me Baby One More Time. Yeah. And your man is like in another class or whatever. You know what I mean? You could have given me anything, but you gave me this bad wig and this constipation <laughs> on this on this throne and now i'm upset because the girls are dancers now if if no one if no one has peeped that the girls are dancers now like they are ready to like come for that that title of like being the next big performer you know the the fact that normani hasn't considered a rap career i mean honestly she can kind of go down the same rap singing career that beyonce that's what i'm saying she can definitely eat that shit so like there's there's definitely things that that could have been done for me, for the, the the video to be more iconic and more masterful, um, but I did I did overall kind of like the video. I thought it was real cute. Um, I did, in a similar way to you, kind of feel a little uncomfortable with the Satan part um, because I, ever since I kind of stopped subscribing to Christianity, I kind of just like left it alone. I was never the type to kind of denounce that shit because my issue was more with the church rather than the religion. So I feel that heavy. I yeah. think spiritual, spirituality is something that we lack respect for. Yeah. And there's many reasons for that. A lot of people have been burned, but I think it is actually disrespectful to what it is that people really experience. Like there are real experiences that inform how people feel about heaven and hell and, good and evil and god or whatever and 
a lot of times people only have the language they've been given and a lot of times that language is christianity right Mm -hmm. or it's you know islam or whatever and i just don't love people playing with these symbols but i'm not going to be mad at a queer person who all their life has been told okay you're going to hell for just going to to, going to hell that's not the problem the problem is and we should get into this right now Lil Nas's antics off the video. Ooh, right. Like the, that's the problem. Let's like talk about that. The, the two three weeks of nonstop tweeting about Montero, the jokes, the memes that the, vi- the that sort were, of turning into a victim, the martyr martyrdom. It was it was a little much, and like again, like I saw the video, I liked it, I listened to the song, but like I can't keep going on Twitter and seeing fucking a joke about Montero every hour. Um, from the artist from the artist that was giving me a little bit of a, a suffocation moment it really was kind of giving me cardi b a little it, bit and I, it, it, it you was. know i need to drag her at every opportunity but but the, let me just be clear about what i mean when i say that like cardi is that artist who for whatever reason feels the need to personally address every instance of a character attack at all times yeah. and lil nas took all of cardi b's instagrams and shoved them into one campaign for this one song and you know she's the queen of maximizing impact on a single song so i guess that's to be expected but yeah. it is kind of kind of crazy it just gave me a little gimmicky and like oh for sure you know like some Media some circus. artists some artists be like i'm gonna let my work speak for itself kind of thing which is fierce by the which way. is which is fierce like the way that your art really can speak for itself is honestly a flex. And I don't think he even allowed us to even do that. Not even to say that it, it can't speak for itself. Because I feel like there, there would have been think pieces wrote, wrote about this if Lil Nas deactivated all of his shit right after it was dropped. But I feel like he didn't even let it kind of air out. And that just got really aggravating to me as a consumer of it. Um... Then there was also this whole thing with these Satan shoes that he was promoting with this random art collective production company. You mean that one drop of blood in every girl? Shoe the shop, the, the one drop of blood. It had the that's six, not six, a god. Six. That's not a god. It had the that's six six six. It had Luke ten eighteen, which is the the, the Bible verse where Satan falls from heaven. Okay. It wow. had like a fucking goat with the fucking six or seven legs and arms like sticking out. On the fucking box with the skulls and the sex, I was like, "Girl, honestly, you know, like there, there, there were parts of that your know, marketing that were a little sickening to me, but <laughs> overall, I was like, girl, like this is a mess.' And they sold out. They sold. They only made six hundred and sixty-six of them, which I thought was like, okay, girl, again, like this is like probably like the like the shortest part of your of your video." And to me, like, honestly, probably, like, the least influential. It's kind of gaggy, but, you know, it does tell you that that's what they were going for from the beginning. And that's, and that's what why, I'm saying. It as, like as much as set it up the, like that, I feel. Yeah, as much as the reclamation, you're going to hell, faggot type of narrative is important, we need to stop letting these artists pretend like they're not just trying to make a, like, get a, a back, buck. You yeah. Know what I mean? Let's stop trying to, like, let them play our, our heartstrings and make us feel like they're just like us or whatever bullshit. Like, you know Lil Nas got his little one song, got into that boardroom, and they gave him a full, you know, fucking drip campaign of what the fuck they were going to do with his music and yeah. his brand. And he said, how how much is attached? <laughs> What's the check? What's the and check? What it. can we do? And I, mean, I don't even know how much of it is really on a, about his narrative or his story. Yeah. Well, the the... The lyrics, at least, are very specific. To, at least, what he says, very specific. What I'm to saying his. is, like, 
experience. Uh, what I'm saying is when you are an artist or a person, I'm not even going to say artist, even any one of us, you enter in the game with professionals who are mature and know what they're doing. They oftentimes prepare this stuff for you. Like you don't right. have to write your story for them, for, right. for anyone. Even myself, I've been exposed to brands who would be super comfortable, for instance, approaching a customer of theirs and saying, hey, we wrote this entire case study or this entire um, documentary. Let's just call it that. We wrote this entire body of work about what your story is or your experiences. You want to sign off on that real quick and say that you did it? And they would be happy to say yes if, if there's a dollar, a dollar mm-hmm. amount attached. That happens every day in business. You're not going to tell me the music industry doesn't see it that way, too. Yeah. They're going to see a little gay kid, a dark-skinned kid. Mm -hmm. He did produce or co-produce the video. So Anyway. Right, exactly. (laughs) So it's like, you know. It doesn't mean anything to me. Exactly. So, like, he he was in these rooms, which means any of uh, multiple things could have happened with the actual creation of this video and what you're saying is very valid. Like we don't really There's know nothing how wrong much... with that either. There is, there is nothing wrong. It's it, it's all like a package. Like we know that there are multiple people involved in the songwriting, the production, the the you know, cinematography of the video, even the direction of the video. Like there's so much that goes on and it passes through so many avenues. But it just like kind of exposes to me a little bit of a agenda or a little bit of a, I don't want to say agenda because that, that makes me feel like I'm like talking about the homosexual agenda. But and like I don't I like love reclaiming that. I mean, I in in this context it kind of does work, but I understand that there was even a, like a marketing agenda of like how oh, we're totally. gonna sell how we're gonna sell like six hundred almost seven hundred shoes at a thousand dollars each Listen. in fucking minutes. How are we to do that? You're not tell me they didn't create this inciting event and not think to themselves, what am I going to get it on the, what am I going to attach to this to get on the tail? Right. And what am I, you know what I mean? going to attach with it, uh, to it almost immediately so I can make immediately. quick, quick money. Like, it's, it is wild to me. And the fact that they, they did all this, and I don't know if this, if this is what, what happened, but like, I don't know how like a, a company, like a, any production company can think it's an okay thing to push and pretend like you have a deal with Nike for these damn shoes. Okay. And what then, and then put that out because what they ended up doing, Lil Nas and this company MSCHF, which is again, an art collective production company in New York, they released these Satan shoes with all these things on them they sell out almost immediately and then nike looks over and says what the fuck is that about what the fuck no jasmine masters (laughs) and they said oh no no we're god fearing over here right (laughs) nike was giving what what is that what is that what is that Or that, that one meme with that dude at the grill talking about, what the fuck? Yeah, like, everybody at Nike was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And they turned around and did a quick little sue on this damn company talking about, we don't know what the fuck these things are, and you're not going to slap our name on something that is not ours. And I think when I, I read the the settlement, because they did settle uh, on that case, is uh, now the production company has to uh, pay a fine, I believe, and they have to return all of these shoes. They have to return all the shoes like for a free refund, I think. Something like that. Or like reimburse these people for them. 
if that had just been what happened or if just the tweeting had happened, I would have been like, okay, you know, this is kind of, you know, she's being a capitalist right now, but whatever. But like that on top of this cellophane drama really like was like the holy trinity of what the fuck, bitch. <laughs> right. Like it really you is talk wild. about that real like, quick? About what? Wait, what? what the cellophane choreographer moment. Girl. The, listen. I don't think he even expected that to happen. Like the girls really be ready to catch that. But, but they catch it like this every day. I you know do. if I was, you know, if I was a, like working in the music industry and I was creating content or, or an artist or whatever, you know, I would be like triple checking to see if like if you could Google my video and, and match it up to somebody else's like that is a yeah. faux pas. How many times? And the thing is, like the choreographer. Yes, like I get that like the choreographer was the same, but like the choreographer was choreographing the strip the stripper pole moment like this video montero did not really have choreography like there was not like that much choreography going on in there the real like stark similarities were in the video itself like if you yeah. we've all seen the play-by-play where it's literally like the zoom outs happen at the same time the zoom ins on the face happen at the same time the spinning like it's just like all happening in the same exact way and it, and they both end up hitting hell you know, like I said before, you know, FKA Twigs hitting it a little harder than Lil Nas X. <laughs> Is it, ain't that the truth for black women? Exactly. <laughs> ain't that the fucking Lil Nas truth? just lands right there on his fucking heels and... Not on his heel. Turns his heel and jumps on the devil's dick. And then fucking FKA is making dents in the fucking ground because she hits that shit so damn hard. But it really, it really was weird. And like, what one thing that really did kind of make me feel better about it is that like he had a conversation with FK Twigs, and you know they did like talk about the similarities and differences and what could have happened. And they both seemed to have like a positive um, moment come out of that for the both of them. So it makes me feel a little bit better. A lot of people have made statements about it, like the director of the video made a statement about it. Even the choreographer made a statement about it. And it, it, again, it made me feel a little bit better about like whether it was like a steal, if it was just, you know, influence. Because I don't know. Like I think I truly think that they weren't they weren't thinking it was gonna get caught. And who's to say whether they did or did not know already i think they were trying i I don't know i don't have faith in this community i feel like they were trying to hoodwink hoodwink the girls i don't really and sometimes too when you're on a team because again he's on a team he's not himself it doesn't mean he did it he didn't go in the boardroom and sneak the you know the flash drive in the fucking (laughs) draw you know what i mean like he didn't go in the editor's room and sneak the flash drive in and upload the files or whatever like this is somebody who is probably not managing this aspect of things but he probably was like, oh, yes, it's giving cellophane. It's giving, you know, like, pose. It's giving da 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 And then it actually did give that. Like, it actually yeah. gave it. Like That's like, what I think what probably happened. Well, even, like, the, the director of um, cellophane, like, in all of his statements that he made, he said that he really did enjoy the video. He, like, loves the artistic expression. But there is a point to be made about how people get influenced and how they people take similarities from their contemporaries, not even just, like, from past artists and past art but like literally people that were just releasing shit like last year like this year you know like that that's a different kind of story and he the the director aimed that more at the team and rather not Lil Nas X and yeah I think the team probably was 
maybe cutting corners or took inspiration like okay she's she wants to give cellophane and then they just like look up cellophane and then just see the whole right. scene and then just take it cut book for cut for cut or maybe they copied and pasted those files in and we're just like let's just make a couple edits right. and call it a night let's talk about it like when when that video came out and i know like you know fk is not everyone's girl but when that video came out Everyone that I had talked about it, or even just see... Loved it. Like, they were talking about the insane amounts of amazing cinematography in that video. Like, that video is a fucking piece of art. I cannot stress that anymore than I I can still hear her her heels cutting into the ground. Yes! As she slid her heel... Remember when she, like, swiveled around the pole? Mm -hmm. And you could just hear it scratching the ground? Kind of like a little, like, you know... uh, nails on a chalkboard almost but like mm. in a soothing kind of way or like a sword girl like Swing. it was just amazing and what's crazy is when you read her response on instagram she you know she forgives him she like makes it pretty clear that she ain't trying to start anything over this but i love how she really made it clear that the people who really are the inspiration for both videos were like sex workers, sex workers and strippers, strippers. Mm-hmm. which is cool i thought that was like a really good tie-in there because she has like and i think that's why i love fk so much is that no matter what she's doing she does give homage to communities that she takes from like when when she released a fucking glass and, and patron she was propping up like legendary houses like she was like she had all like she had queer representation of every in every way in that video like she was constantly talking about the queer influence she had from there and like how that community where she you know grew up like embraced her and how she embraced them and that's that's really beautiful as someone who i don't know if she's queer is she queer i don't think so not queer enough no <laughs> i'm just being an asshole i really don't know I don't know either. I mean, the but... fact that we don't know doesn't really matter. I think she's she's definitely queer in her in her expression. Absolutely, and I and think that she, she definitely mm-hmm. yeah. She she definitely gives gives um, the girls the flowers they need, mm-hmm. and you know we can't all point and say who did it first and who did that. But like the real inspiration comes from the ground, like it comes from the street, it comes from real life. It doesn't come from just one person making art somewhere. Um, so I thought that was really cool that she did that too. She was giving the, the, the props to sex workers and, and people that you know in, influence her every day. Because she even said that, like, if I'm, if, if I'm going to sit here and, you know, accept this apology, that means that I'm taking credit for, like, using stripping or, like, pole dancing as an art and, like, all these different things. I, I feel like she knew the weight of that and she was like, okay, like, I'm not the golden source. I'm not the the patient zero here. Like I'm not that girl. Like I'm not patient zero. I, that's <laughs> I think, I'm still, you know, a, a student. <laughs> I think there's more to that conversation and how we could take that same logic and apply it to other people who ask for homage and ask for for credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely a bigger conversation there. But either way, I 100 percent agree that that's a very graceful way to do it. Is to be less. Uh, concerned with inflating the ego and more so talking about the exchange of credit because the reason credit is so important is that for artists and for people who work in in the entertainment industry being known is your life it's like your lifeline it's what allows you and enables you to get work and to continue working so i think what's powerful about her approach here is less like oh she's an awesome person but more like this is actually best for everyone yeah 
you know this is how it should be we should give credit to those we've we've borrowed from because nobody is really that original there is no really real creator in the music industry at this point as far as like this is a fully original thought or idea we're all taking inspiration and, and remixing it yeah that's actually the reality of what's happening one of my so. favorite things to like watch is like people that find hidden samples because you find out that every song that's coming out now was sampled from the 2000s. Every song that came out in the 2000s was sampled from the 90s and the 90s from the 70s. The 70s from the fucking 30s. Like, it's just like, you, it's not about, like, who did what first, but it's about how you create new things from the, the tools it's that we already have. It's actually a conversation. Yeah. You're totally right. There's it's so actually a conversation. About, there's so much about creation that, like, is not just taking, like, mud and, you know, building a man breathing air into him and you know there's adam <laughs> i mean how much of what we do really is learning format and then adding our own spice to it like when your ass was in grade school learning your little five you know five paragraph essay right your essay wasn't the same as everybody else's but it was still five paragraphs mm-hmm. i mean how many songs are basically like you know verse chorus verse or intro verse chorus outro mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the format the bones a lot of it is always there anyway the fact that we're working in certain certain keys in music because those keys for popular music are the most approachable and singable for the average person and so that's why most people just write in those in those keys and then they sound the same as other songs in the same key like the fact that we sing about like three things like sex drugs falling in love sometimes you know what i mean like there's just certain things scamming right being scammers (laughs) scamming the devil running away with his crown drugging his ass and knocking his ass out rob them I wake up in a cold sweat thinking of being robbed by Cardi <laughs> and her goons. No, not even her. It wouldn't even be a personal appearance. She just sent one of her, her shoes up to the club. They the was, same they, ones they that the shoes. same ones that assaulted those 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 strippers in the club oh that day. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe she would do that, girl. What about female? Listen, power? I can't believe there are like intersexual intersectional feminists like being mad that people are, are criticizing her for her actual behavior. <laughs> I just feel <laughs> I just feel I just feel like yeah. it's great though that we are getting to a point where we are sharing because that's really what this is about is like I'm not going to act like people can't criticize Lil Nas for being unoriginal because this was a little too close for comfort mm-hmm. but big ups big props to to you know Miss Cellophane Miss Twigs herself for sharing the love with people who actually need it because he's got his bag she's got her bag exactly and he's gonna continue getting his bag because i think he's gonna continue to get his bag that song went number one it might have been for one week like most of these number ones be doing listen but it was still number one and you know they pulling up the next undiscovered artist's whole album in discography to create one song Girl. you know that next inspiration is already being you know popped into the to the displayer or whatever, but so they can't find it on their iPhone history. Right. Exactly. On their Spotify history. I mean, what I've been seeing though is that the girls can't stream the song. I don't know what that's about because every time I've checked it, it's it's looking fine. But that it that also kind of so gives me smart. It is smart, but the thing the thing that I immediately thought when he, when he was tweeting out like, "Oh my god, guys, can you check to make sure the song is still on streaming?" Bullshit. So like, it made me think of the Barb's when like the Barb's would like put the they would tweet and say oh my god like guys like why isn't the anaconda like video working <laughs> you know he's literally pulling notes out of the barb handbook 
Barb, Barb, Barb Gorilla Tactics 101 <laughs> is being put to work. Gorilla, the gorilla groundwork. Like, I, I know this Barb is not pulling the same <laughs> shit when the Barb was trying to get Anaconda to a billion views. It's like, girl, guys, I don't know what's going on. Why isn't the video on YouTube working anymore? <laughs> like, it's just, it's just too smart because it comes off so genuine too. It's like, girl, I'm trying to watch my my faves video and it's just not working. You can't tell me it's genuine coming from Miss Mirage herself. It can't be genuine anymore. Like it we can. need to grow up. It can't. We do. This, we do it's need giving to grow up. low. It's giving just <laughs> things it doesn't need to give. Can we talk about our last point, which is this concept of selling a soul? I think this is important because Ooh. one of the things you're going to hear the Christian girls, Miss Impressive herself, yes, you know, in all her glory talk about is this concept of you know Lil Nas sold his soul to the devil, right? We're going beyond oh, this is the faggot, this is the gay person, this is someone who has experienced a certain level of marginalization by the Christian community and therefore he's reclaiming. There's this this narrative of he's actually doing something. He's a, he's trying to accomplish something here. What do we think that is? Yeah, she... So Impressive's video was mainly about the whole video uh, of uh, Calling By Your Name, the looks of it, how she felt about it, also the Nike controversy. And then she kind of went into her own kind of analysis of how she felt as a Christian. I did not know that she was this devout of a Christian. Oh, maybe, maybe not devout. Maybe not, not word, Every I, other I black her. woman YouTuber is a Christian. There you let's go. Just be real. If they're over a certain age, yeah. and it's no shade. It really is no shade, no tea. So she was kind of going on and saying that, claiming that, Lil Nas actually sold his soul to the devil. Like, his soul is sold. <laughs> she, she checked the ledger. Like, she was really like, she the he books. does not have a soul no more. It is property of Satan. It's right there, tramp stamped on his lower back, property of Satan. Like, and that kind of shook me a little bit, because I was like, damn, like, I, I honestly just, just did not, I was in that video to key, and I did not expect <laughs> to get that level of, like, I feel like I'm sitting in a church right now. Like, which I know that Sunday, two days after that video came out, I know every church across the land. <laughs> oh, there was a sermon. There was a sermon. sermon. Like the girls sermon. were out there with their fans. Like, Ooh, not my inner anti-misogynist thinking sermon. What does that sound like? Hmm. Interesting. I'm screaming. Sorry, <laughs> tangent. I'm not gonna say it out loud. Let y'all think about it. In right. Audience, let it sit there. What does sermon sound like to you? Child. When it's delivered to an audience. Okay, okay. anyways, moving on. <laughs> I don't need I don't need the Christians coming after us, girl. <laughs> Listen, I'm just I'm just observing, okay? Uh, I mean So yeah. yeah. So essentially she said that he told his soul to the devil, which what I kind of interpret is that she thinks that all of this um, disrespect of the Christian faith was the sole purpose of Lil Nas X's video and his and his like So like intentions. he's like an agent of he's right. suddenly an agent. I think of the I don't Bible. I don't think she really was like Lil Nas like, you know, prayed out in the in the wilderness and said, Satan, here's my soul, give me the power to do this. I think she was more just saying like she has he has turned his back on God's grace and he has chosen to uplift the, the dark devil. Side. Right. He has chosen to uplift the devil and spread his message. And I, I've heard too many, you know, sermons about this shit. So it's like, 
I that's how I interpreted it because again, like there's a certain like you know semantic moment that you can have when someone says you know you sold your soul. What does that actually mean? And to yeah. me, that's kind of what that that meant because she was talking a lot about how the music industry in general has been making a push. This is her belief, by the way, that the music industry has been making a push to uplift demonic imagery and demonic themes in music. And I think what she's saying is that he has kind of in the same way as like saying someone's in the Illuminati, but not actually saying it is like you've oh, chosen that I was thinking about you've that chosen to like to take that route of uplifting demonic symbols rather than make art outside of that Illuminati sphere. I think that's what she that's what she was saying to me. That's important. So like, that's important. That's what I I. And I don't, I don't agree with that at all, obviously. But, like, the Illuminati moment is cute. Because, you know, the girls ain't giving Illuminati anymore, so. Okay, I hate that you gag. <laughs> you're, you're, like, making me gag in so many ways. Here's what I will say. I feel like there's lots of ways to talk about this. Like, selling your soul is, like, a thing that people say a lot but don't think through. I think for a lot of Christians, it literally means what it is. Like, oh, there's a devil somewhere and he's collecting the soul and picking it up and, like, dropping it in his, like treasure trove of souls he's going to collect when the person dies or whatever right mm-hmm. so essentially the person is giving their soul or their eternal life in exchange for success in the real world or in the the material world that's one way there and that that's what's more of like an esoteric religious spiritual meaning i think that as that uh impressive in other women or in other not women just other people who have this belief system i think on some level they actually do feel this way right that they feel that whether it means he's going to hell or not is maybe not as as clear but there's a sense in which he's operating with dark energies dark forces he's not doing something good he's doing something quote-unquote bad or evil Mm -hmm. there's another version of this which talks about sort of like selling your soul to the industry selling your soul to um to the corporations basically not being real and being a product of that environment so that you can succeed and you see this where um I think a really good example of this is someone kind of like Lady Gaga, the, the fame monster era. I think she was giving us kind of like a meta critique of what it really requires of you to become famous and to be successful and how you need to, in, in many ways, uh, trade what is real and true or maybe valuable about yourself in order to get this thing that we call fame. So personally, I'm not really sitting here thinking that there's like a devil here sitting here collecting Nas's soul. But what I will say is that there actually are potentially, I think there's a lot of evidence for this idea of there being a campaign, not for his career, but over the course of the industry's career for artists with large labels making music that alludes to some relationship with Satan or the devil or with Christianity, right? Right. I think that there is a well-founded track record of this happening and i don't think it's unreasonable for someone to try to build a a case for there being a campaign on the back end maybe that is either the the illuminati or it's secret societies or whatever evil white people doing ceremonial magic or whatever whatever you want to call it like there's a campaign there and i think that it's not unreasonable for someone who maybe just enjoys talking through conspiracy theories or has their own belief system to like point at that and be like oh there she go and maybe to feel differently about him now. Because up until now, he wasn't giving us any type of Lucifer, any type of Satan, any type of shit. He was just gay and he did his little cowboy bebop song or whatever. And that's what it was. So for him to do this and to maybe potentially catapult into a new level of success, I think that that's why people will point at this and say it in that context. Whether they believe in 
an actual demon you know devil or they believe in the industry being nefarious and there's just like a certain level of like in your faceness of this video too oh, yeah. like if if i want to like take back to what i already alluded to like the judas video lady gaga like yes there was a lot of imagery there but i feel like at least in my mind it was a little less disrespectful <laughs> with how she was treating the the symbols in that video eh, lady gaga was so inundated with with biblical symbols she was sim- it was like a lot like there's things that you had to have been in church at the time to really get it yeah like i think a lot of people were out of church by the time lady gaga was doing music yeah um i was not (laughs) so what i would say is i would never sit there and be like oh she's a devil worshiper i don't really have time for that sort of thing i think that's silly but i do think that it's not unreasonable for someone to say oh here's a music video and here's how it connects to biblical imagery. Right. And why is it that so much of this biblical imagery is about things that are not positive? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Lady Gaga has put herself in so many positions that are biblical in nature. She's been Mary Magdalene. She's been, you know, um, what's it called? She's been like religious figures. She's put herself as the woman who stands among many waters, which is mm-hmm. interpreted in many ways to be a demonic symbol. Bitch, like, she was swallowing she a fucking her... rosary, bitch. Like she swallowed so, the damn rosary as the fucking nun, bitch. Like she was That's why I was low key happy when Joanne happened. I'm like, she finally taking a break and doing something else. Like, <laughs> give me something else. Can you come up with something else? Yeah, she really did fall back on the on the biblical or even just like spiritual a, cosmic energy kind of imagery like look, higher power still, type of thing like she was always she, giving she that. kept doing it like she did it in um applause she gave you full birth of venus yeah, ve- so yeah she exactly. was, That's what I was she was deifying about. herself as venus you know lady and, and the lady gaga is not the only one who does this i mean um Beyonce is another one who oftentimes operates with a deification sort of aesthetic so she takes herself and places herself in positions of a biblical or a mm-hmm. cosmic or or a deified figure. So I don't think that this is necessarily something that is unique to Lil Nas, but it is a campaign that a lot of celebrities are on, which often connects them to negative aspects of what the music industry is about. Because a lot of people, because we're all from the outside looking in, we don't all have the access to what's really going on, or maybe we think we do. I don't know. We have we can only guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about how many people do this type of thing or get too deep in the industry and end up fucked up or have very negative things to say or end up not making it you know i think it makes it it makes this the climate ripe for people to draw their own conclusions and for those conclusions to be negative and to be yeah so i don't know personally but like if i was a new up-and-coming gay rapper the last thing i would really be trying to do is trying to put satan in my video i just wouldn't i feel like it's been done before every other artist has done it it's not like it's like some new shit or, like, it's groundbreaking in any way for me to, like, be, you know, to have the devil in my video. Like, I'd be doing other stuff. I just personally wouldn't want to do it. And it's partially because I'm post-Christian and I just grew up in that environment and I have a, a, a certain level of respect for it and I'd rather leave it alone. Yeah. But the other part of me wouldn't want to be connected to this. Yeah. And that's why I think that it is valid for us to openly question why artists continue to take part in this behavior. Not because I think it's wrong, but because I think it's, like you're almost asking for it at this point. So why go on Twitter and be confused that the, the Christian girls don't yeah, like don't this? Be, like, don't be confused, it. baby. Like you, we, we all yeah. were in that board meeting. We knew what was going to happen when you pressed, you know, 
save on that video. He should have literally said it with his chest and been like, say, hail Satan. Like, he should have literally just said it with his chest. Like, if that's I mean, he was holding them, them Satan shoes. Like, that's that was almost like a, like a real just like, I am cosigning Satan. And I, love I agree. That. He shouldn't have tried to sell that to little Demarius and Jamal yeah, and stuff. Like, don't like, try to sell these little that's why I was saying, to like, my it 13 year old cousin. It seems a little nefarious to me. And that's why I was kind of like taking right. taking a little bit of a step back from it because I really did want to praise it the same way a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. But there was just certain parts of like the way that it was rolled out and like honestly just like in general, just the fucking video. And how it was executed that I just did not like. And so you you, you going full impressive on this girl? I don't think she sold her soul to the devil. I won't go that far. Which right? I feel I feel like she probably I feel like this was her Illuminati application video. I hate <laughs> you because and, and that is really annoying. And she's getting sent a waitlist letter. Like she is like they saw the artistry and they and they compared it to you know Rihanna's umbrella. And they were like, girl, I'm not seeing Okay, it. so we believe... Stop Rihanna's umbrella, because that's totally the video, too. Right, if we're talking that's about... totally the... Everybody has their uh, their Illuminati application letter video. And that, that was, was hers. hers. Yeah. Gay sex wasn't enough. You but know, that's just having thing, gay sex like, wasn't enough. But your, your booty had to move a little bit more if, if you wanted that to be the gag. Like, that's what Listen. I'm saying. Like, the, the, the devil didn't move. Satan should have got up. That's what I'm saying. He should have got up and, like, really straddled your ass. Like... Listen, I don't know. Listen. Maybe, maybe I think I'm you're really talking that talk right now. Though. I think I'm the just saying, girl, didn't like, hear you. If you everybody wanna, has an application, if you're if you're gonna sell your soul, at least have your soul be worth somewhere in, in the six figures, girl. Like, you this can't, is gonna land you in purgatory. Maybe I don't know about that's that, what I'm girl. saying. Like you gotta go all the way with it. And the Illuminati <laughs> elders are not gonna take that. They're gonna give you that waitlist letter, and then they're gonna keep the Illuminati elders. <laughs> No, girl, this is the application. They said, okay, maybe she could be a sacrifice, girl. We don't know. Not if a sacrifice. <laughs> they said, maybe she'll be in the sacrifice pile. I don't know, girl, but that, that's, what, that's what it gave me. It didn't, it didn't give me all the way. It gave me, like, I'm doing this to make the statement, and, like, y'all are going to eat it Not up squid. anyway. And I don't, like, I don't like when people take things like expression and kind of almost half-ass it and sell it like it's something not half-assed. I won't say half ass, but like not all the way. You you, you didn't go and all the way. And then want to run it. away from criticism. I don't like people running away from criticism of shit they did. Like if yeah. you did it, you literally put dollars behind the 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 crown baby hair wig that you were wearing, <laughs> and this stiff ass choreography over top of Satan's penis and all of this stuff, and then slap. You know what I mean? Like you did all of this. You were literally dancing on a constipated volcano because that's what Satan was really mm-hmm. looking like in that video. He it really was, wasn't fierce. Was. Um, and then you're really confused at the like you know. You know the Christian girls are mad, like yeah. in that there's a Sunday service about you. Like, there, I feel like there's you definitely that. You valid criticism. That. There's valid criticism outside of the Christians coming for you, t- telling you that you sold your soul. Like we just spent an hour and a half talking about many things that <laughs> we could. I could have had a forty-five minute segment just about the wigs, because like honestly, blue wig, <laughs> denim look. Let's talk about it before we hop off no, the shit. Yes, denim yes. look with the denim fucking nails. Everything you already said, Baps inspired. I totally agree. Like it, it was giving like Baps for real, but like in a denim type of like Victorian type of way. I ate that up. I even like the the, the 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 pink little pixie wig. I like the pink little I pixie agree. wig. I think I think pink looked amazing on his skin tone. I loved his his Met Gala look when he had the pink. Mm-hmm. I thought that looked great on him. He just looked like he just looked good in pink. I mean, a good pink wearer. Yeah, honestly. I want, 
I don't want to change anything about Lil Nas, but I will say I will be looking for the gay rappers who are just carefree. They're not trying to be on no, none of this like high level Christian commentary type bullshit. Like I'm tired of this heavy Christian commentary shit. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't want to call it demonic. I don't want to call it Illuminati. I'm going to just say, I know the church hurts you. Can we not see it on the video, please? I don't give a shit anymore. Right. I want to see you in like a cute ass look. I want to see you with your boyfriend. I want to, I want, can we just get Ashanti music videos, but gay? Ashanti. Remember old school Ashanti? Like, I'm so happy. You know what I mean? Like, can we get that old school, like, just girl on the block running around giving you full, like, Normani, Ashanti? Like, can we get just happy gay people making music? I'm I'm not mad at y'all for, like, working through whatever you need to work through on the screen. That's good for a lot of us. But I want to see the balance. I want to see other people doing other things. Like, give me that Dre Bay. Give me that, you know, whatever else. You know what I mean? Give me that carefree, like just like joyful kind of ratchet gay banji rap like give me that i'm tired of this i like that i want i'm very interested interested to see where the, the rest of the album goes because again sure I'll, sure I'll say it again for one more time for the girls that got confused i do like the song <laughs> so Same. i also do like so it i'm interested to see how that goes i've never been that tuned into his videos because like they, they give a cute, like, Afro-futuristic moment, but, like, I feel like they all give a similar CGI, like, other, like, sci-fi world with barely any choreography, and you're kind of just there. Yeah, I want a skit. Like, I want I want something, like, actually sick and that's going to gag me. Like, if, you, if you're trying to expand on everything, I thought, like, again, knowing that he really did, like, have to become that B-minus pole dancer, like, it that that is something. He, he, you're he, being... You're, you're being generous. She must have did extra credit or something. No, I saw a, a behind-the-scenes video, and he was doing some some things. Like, more than most more oh, Okay, than so you're saying, the actual, you're saying his actual talent is there. Yeah, well, okay. he, he's he's honing a skill. I'll say he's honing a skill. Okay. <laughs> he's honing I a skill. I so I can't speak it's to that. It's cute. Yeah. So, like, I can tell that he's definitely pushing himself. I it Just personally, for me, like, I just didn't see it for this video. But again, I'm still tuned in. I love the fact that he's now embracing every part of his queer identity, even in his music. Yeah, can we just not get the demonic part? Can we just get others? Yeah, and that's if, my problem. And if we're gonna get demonic, let's go all the way. Like let's let's let, let's get Lucifer and up in here from you know the. Let's get the, Lucifer the a wig. Why, why was the budget <laughs> only limited to you? I just need to know why why Lucy didn't get a wig either. Because she was too busy wearing, wearing, wearing that damn little headband. Person. She was wearing the fucking headband horns, bitch. Honestly, like, truly, frankly, like, let like whether it's, like, us getting, like, a like a more hard gay rapper like Case Tequila. Yes. Whether it's getting... Because I love Case. I always... Every time gay rappers come up, I'm like, Case Tequila, let's talk about him. You know what I mean? I like, we already it. have hard, talented ridiculous gay rappers making music for a long like for years who've been in the game and they're not getting the play they need to get and i don't see cakes to kill it with horns i don't know he'd be doing all kinds of gay shit but i don't i just don't see him with this with this with this volcano satan thing going on and i'm not mad at that but i would hate to see the minute you know she gets any play we gotta suddenly hear about all this church trauma again right let's let that go how about that yeah we love you though. i would love to see that that happen uh, we're, we are excited to see what comes next out of you, but hot, hot or not for Montero, it's a chop, it's a, a two, it's a or not yeah, a hell boot. froze over, sis. Not hell froze over. 
right after she stepped foot up in that bitch. I'm being so rude because the song is fine. It's just the video isn't what I wanted. That's all it is. Yeah, and hopefully you don't get sued any anymore. No, I hope she gets sued because she's doing all this stupid shit. (laughs) No, I'm just ready for all of this be over. Like I just can't deal with this shit no more. Like I'm so like yeah, getting sued is not going to jail, girl. She don't need to go to jail over it. But like you should lose a little bit of money for trying to play us. Like I'm not gonna let you play me. You, y- y'all little teeny boppers, okay, with your two or three hits are not going to play me and make me think that what? you can weaponize my gay trauma against me, bitch. I know the fuck what happened in that boardroom, okay, honey? I know what happened in the boardroom. Damn. you are not going to act like you don't know why the girls are mad that you got a drop of blood in every shoe. Come on. Like, let's yeah, stop. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> you wrote the fucking promo. You wrote the product description. Oh, my God. You really mad that Joe Osteen called your fucking lawyer and said, uh, absolutely. Don't say Joe Osteen. (laughs) He said, not not my God. Not not my God. Not my God. And then on the other side of the Christian, you know, uh, spectrum, you got fucking TD Jakes out here ready to beat your ass outside. Yeah. Literally ready to catch your ass outside. Like, come on. Stop. Yeah, stop. For real. Pope out here writing letters. To Satan himself saying, you really accepted that girl in there? Right. <laughs> Literally, like, you know, because they got a conversation going on already, girl. You really... Let me stop. That's so rude. <laughs> yeah, girl. Let's not, let's not do, do too much on, on this episode. Let's close it out. Let's close it out. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Because, <laughs> bitch, me and my God, I know we good, okay? Ain't that right, Same, baby? okay? I'm loved by the universe, okay? I don't need to do this type of crap. Right. <laughs> Period. Uh, all right well thank you so much for listening to another episode of the probably one of the dirtiest episodes right (laughs) one of the filthiest actually filthiest filthiest episodes and we'll be back next week y'all call me by your name (laughs) 